and uh, we're going to continue and do what God is asking us to do on, on Sunday morning. And if I get uh, one of the ushers, if they grab my pulpit here, that'll, that'll help me because then I'll have my notes. Um, although I think I have it, but it might be good if we went off notes or I could be talking about Christmas stuff. Like presents, you know, gifts that I still have to buy. Anybody got their Christmas shopping done? Wow. How many like to shop online now? Because they deliver. You know, this is what somebody told me. Some of the greatest words I've ever said out of my mouth was Amazon Prime. <laughs> Thanks. Give it up for Roy. He's one of our new ushers. Isn't that awesome? He'll be signing autographs later. You can find him in the lobby. <laughs> so good god is just so good church is growing and we're excited about january for those two services it, it's a lot of reasons i mean yeah we have more chairs we can put out here and more chairs we can put out here and we'll do that but you know as right now uh two services will give us options for those and that's what folks are saying i wish you still had an early service not everybody's saying that but there are options where people can come in they can do that plus the workers that are working we have many dream teamers that make everything happen and, uh, and they never get to be in service because they're doing other things. And with two services, it gives them a chance to work one, worship one. It gives them a chance to work on one service and then be in the service the next one, however that works. And it gives other people opportunity to put their hands uh, to what the Lord wants them to do. It gives them a place to connect. And again, you're created on purpose for a purpose. And so we believe that here at TLC. We're excited about what God has I'm just, I mean, we're, this, this place, as we see it now, is just going to start growing and exploding, and God is about to do some wonderful things in your life. So I hope you're excited. We are excited. I want you, to, again, to plug Christmas Eve service. There's, there's funny stuff in there. There's meaningful stuff in there, certainly spiritual stuff in there, and just, um, just one of those moments. That service usually is about an hour, just so that you know. I mean, we, we're sensitive that it is Christmas Eve. You know, we don't want to have a, a two-hour service, or really even we try not to have an hour-and-a-half service on Christmas Eve. We try to keep that all at about an hour, and that gives you a chance to come in, and it's been actually now since we've done that for years, it's been a tradition for a lot of people. Oh, you're having a Christmas Eve service, right? Yes, we are. So it's, we're going to be celebrating the birth of Jesus, and, and it's going to be a great time. You don't want to miss that. It's very, very great service. Some people have said that's their favorite service of the year. So anyway, uh, we are looking at what's under our tree. We've talked about a lot of different things, and today we're going to talk about just staying focused. Sometimes in this season, isn't it easy to get uh, just almost out of focus, um, just with the, the hustle and the bustle and the commercialization and all that? Some of that is a lot of fun, but sometimes it's almost, you know, there's things that I like and there's things that I don't like. How many have those kind of things? about the season. What, I'll tell you some things I don't like. And if you're one of these people, it doesn't mean I don't like you. I'm just not really crazy about this. I don't like every time I go to Walmart, I don't mind the, the shaking of the bell and the Salvation Army. I, I don't mind, because we did that. Maddie and I stood out there in the cold. Woo! That's ministry. Maddie's like, this is for God, right? <laughs> yeah, just shake the bell, girl. <laughs> people come up and going. Are you sure this is going to the Salvation Army? No, we're going to take it and run to Mexico. Of course it's going to the Salvation Army. But anyway, it really, you find out, you know, by just shaking the bell and, and ministering, it, you see a lot of what's on people's faces. There are people that are they're just 
they're scroogey because there's stuff that's going on or whatever. And then there's other people that are just very generous and they're happy and some people are, are not. And, and that doesn't mean they won't be. You just pray. But I don't like going there where there's always somebody else doing something. Maybe that's just me. I'm sorry. I'm just venting. Did, anybody else? I go in the side door. <laughs> I end up going out the front door, but it's all good. I like being generous. I like helping people. Sometimes on my mind, I'm, I'm a dude, so I like going into, it's like hunting. Bag it, get it, get out. I'm not a woman. Women go in there, oh, this is nice. Hey, these are on clearance. Well, we don't need them, but they're on clearance. Got to take these. We'll need these next year. No, we won't. Yes, we will. Trust me. Uh-huh. Anyway, we're going to stay focused. We're looking out of Luke chapter 2. Going to move on before I get myself in more trouble. Um, you know, so I, I want to explain this. Is we're going to talk about Jesus getting to the temple, but he's just a baby. And so this is, a, this is something that I want us just to kind of look at. He's getting to the temple. It was Jewish tradition to, to bring your, your children at a certain age you know, to the temple by a certain time to have the ceremony done and all that. So they're doing, Mary and Joseph are doing things according to tradition. They're doing things that they feel they're supposed to do according to how they live. And so that's what they're doing, and Jesus is a baby, and he's on there. So everybody say this, that's the time it's done. So there's going to be things in your life that you're just, you know, you have to kind of get and do some things because that's the time it's done. You don't do things when it's not time for them to be done. You do things when it's time to be done. So they're, they're doing that. That's what's going on. Luke 2, 25 and 32 is where we're going to grab our scripture from. And it says that there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout and was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. The Holy Spirit was upon him and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had see, excuse me, until he had seen the Lord's Messiah. That day, the Spirit led him to the temple. So when Mary and Joseph came to present the baby Jesus to the Lord, as the law required, Simeon was there. He took the child in his arms, praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace. As you have promised, I have seen your salvation, which you have prepared for all people. He is the light to reveal God to the nations, and he is the glory of your people Israel. So I want to keep this as simple as I can, because it makes no sense if we look at something, we're going, I don't understand it. I want us to try to grab what we can get out of this. I want us to live life on purpose. I like this story for the fact that this is, you know, this is way before Jesus's public ministry started. You know, that was when he was 30. Now we're talking, he's a baby. But how many knows, even as a baby, his ministry started? Before he was ever born, ministry was already kicking off. As the wise men still came, ministry's already starting. As Herod was trying to find him, ministry's starting. Come on, somebody. Jesus has been at work long before we ever see all of this stuff. So ministry has started. So I want to unpack this this morning. Our first thought, God isn't playing hide-and-seek. He's not playing hide-and-seek. When I look at this story... Whether it's his birth or whether, you know, it's just on this December morning. Some of us are just saying, I just need to find God in my life. I need to find what's the purpose or what's the answer or whatever it is you're searching. God is not playing hide and seek. Those who look for him will find him. Now, when I, my kids were growing up, <coughs> we played a game called Daddy in the Backyard. 
which is kind of our version of Ghost in the Graveyard, if you ever played that. But we were spiritual, so we called it Daddy in the Backyard. And we lived on some acreage with woods and stuff. Now, I didn't take them to the woods because that's just kind of creepy, you know, if it's at night. But we'd be playing at night, you know, on the summer night or a fall night, and they'd, they'd say, Daddy, you, you go hide. And the kids would come and try to find me. And I would be hiding in all kinds of fun places. I mean, I, it wasn't past me to climb on a roof or climb in a tree or, or whatever. I would do all kinds of things. I would take items that I found, you know, without, and I, so I could throw it. And they would hear something and they'd go, oh, it's over there. He's over there. Of course, I wasn't over there. And as they're walking, I'm like walking right behind them. And they're doing almost this Three Stooges thing. Do you think he's over there? Do you think he's over there? And I'm like, hello. And they're ah! <laughs> so when they, you know, when they found me, they would scream, Daddy in the backyard! And they had to run back to base. I got a real kick out of it because I'd be in a tree, and I'd watch my kids. They're amazing. I'd watch my boys and Mal. <laughs> and then when Maddie came along, they'd be like, Maddie, go in the barn and see if he's in there. And Maddie's like... Uh, it's like watching re- little rascals only present day you know i ain't going in there and they're like oh go ahead go ahead and then mal would be like you're the boys you go in there and you know i would just do things I, when i'd scare them it'd be fun and they would say dad do it again go hide again we almost have a tendency to think that that we have to just look so hard to find god but my friends i'm telling you god's not playing hide and seek he's easy to find he says if you call on him He's right there. Jesus said this when he went to see Lazarus. He said, Lord, you hear me. You always hear me. We can always depend that God is here. And matter of fact, when we accept Christ, he says, he'll never leave us or forsake us. That's huge. Look at verse 25. At that time, there was a man in Jerusalem named Simeon. He was righteous and devout. The next thought, it says he was eagerly waiting for the Messiah to come and rescue Israel. Your Bible may say looking. The Amplified Bible puts it looking. But um, it says that the Holy Spirit was with him. The word looking is an interesting word or that that waiting, that, you know, um, eagerly waiting. It's the same meaning, but it's, it's looking with intent. In other words, he's not just looking casually he is looking with intent when those kids were trying to find me they knew i was there they're looking for me intentionally have you ever lost something and looked especially you girls whatever that thing is that holds your earrings on what's that called a dingy thingy or what i don't know what scratch that that's not what it's called (laughs) whatever that is called i don't know it's a some there you go <laughs> thank you pastor it's called an earring back you moron no they're not saying that. <laughs> uh but anyway you know there have been times that kim has lost that she'll like i lost that thing on my earring whatever that's called the earring back and we'll be like she's like i was right here i can't find it i mean i've got down on my hands and knees like sherlock holmes and i'm looking i can't find it Then one of your kids walks up and goes, it's right there. It was in front of my nose the whole time. I couldn't see it. Sometimes we think like that. Because depending on our mindset, you know, I I thought I'm looking for it. And I'm trying to, but somehow it's blending in or I can't see the forest through the trees. 
Or maybe my mind is somewhere else. I'm looking with my eyes, but my mind isn't looking. Eagerly waiting. Expected assurance is the meaning. Man, like they know he's coming. Simeon knows he's coming. He's just looking. It's faith, my friends. It's faith. The Holy Spirit had already told him. Before you die, you're going to see this happen. He knows it's going to happen. He's had an encounter with God that says, hey, this is, I promise this is what's going to happen. Now, I went deer hunting this year, and there's a whole story without going through the whole thing, but what I sowed for, I believed for, and I, was, I had my deer this year. It was awesome. I, within 30 to 45 minutes. It was just... When I hunt... I kind of, instead of, I'm, I'm looking expectantly, just like Simeon here. I'm not wondering if the deer's going to show up. I'm wondering where it's going to show up. Does that make sense? I'm not wondering, is it coming? Oh, it's coming. Whether it comes today, tomorrow, I, you know, just, I, I'll just, I'm believing, okay, in these areas of where I'm hunting at, where do I have the best opportunity for harvesting? Where's my shot going to be at? And that's what I'll do. That's what I'm talking about. This Simeon, he's saying, he's not just scanning. I mean, that happens when you're intently looking. He already, he's scanning because he knows the baby's coming. This is not casual observance. He's really looking. He's looking for Jesus, knowing he's going to show up. Henry David Thoreau said this, many an object is not seen, though it falls within the range of the visual eye. Sometimes in our minds, we, we, and again, I'm a dude, so I see things, and sometimes she sees things, and I see them differently than she sees them. It's not because we're trying to see differently. Sometimes we just, our brains work differently. Have you ever passed somebody and they said, they walked right by me, didn't even speak? Well, I've walked right by people and somebody will say, did you see? Did you see them? I'm like, see who? (laughs) I'm like, them. You know, I've walked right by my son one time, right in a Walmart, walked right by him. Did you not see Sam? Sam's here? You looked right at him. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I did not. Yes, you did. They looked right at us and waved, and you just kept pushing the cart, walking by. I'm like, I'm on a mission. Don't bother me with trivial matters. I didn't even see him. You see, sometimes that's what I'm talking about. But, you know, sometimes, guys, just to be honest, there were 27 ladies that got breakfast here yesterday. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I'm so proud of Scott and all the men and, you know, and how that got organized. There are guys in suits, and Caden was here as well. I mean, they were just serving these ladies, and then breakfast, they had uh, the Macs fixed up. They even had a fireplace on the screen, crackling. It's a little scary because half of them were over there going like this. I'm not real. <laughs> just trying. Ladies, I know it sees a fire, but it's not what we're talking about. Sometimes we get our mind preoccupied. But Simeon saw Jesus, and let me just say this, because he was looking for Jesus. 
He was, he's coming. He's, I'm looking for Jesus because we see what we look for. If you want to find negative, you can find it. You want to find positive, you can find that too. You will find what you're looking for. You can be a half glass full person or a half glass empty person. There are two guys walking in the woods. One was an optimist. One was a pessimist. One was more positive. One was more negative. They came across a grizzly bear. Grizzly bears can run 35 miles an hour on a flat-out space. That's picking up and putting down. That's almost as fast as me. (laughs) So they come on this bear. The bear begins to charge them, and they take off running. And as they're running, they notice the bear is gaining ground quickly. The optimistic guy just happened to have a pair of sneakers around his neck because they had been camping and he stops quickly and he's pulling off his other shoes trying to put on his sneakers and the pessimist says to him are you nuts you cannot outrun the grizzly bear i don't care what kind of shoes you're wearing and the optimist looks at him and says i'm not trying to outrun the bear i'm trying to outrun you (laughs) now as the (laughs) the optimist runs past and he gets past the pessimist the bear is gaining ground and the, and the pessimist says, this isn't working out. So he says, well, my friend's always talking about God. God, if you can hear me, if you can hear me, I don't need this bear. Make this bear be a Christian. And the bear's, poosh. And he hears the bear say, Father, thank you for this food I'm about to eat. I'm just trying to get a message across. Jesus isn't trying to hide from you. He, he's right there. He wants you to find him. You know, on a Sunday morning, I can preach a message and two people, can, you know, there could be somebody that's like, man, that message was, he was talking to me. He was talking to me. It was like he was just like, he read my mail, he was talking to me. You know, when God does that, I probably, I was talking to you, but I was talking to everybody, but that is the Holy Spirit. That is not me, because there's somebody else that can walk out of here and go, you know what, I didn't feel nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get it. That is, you know, God is at work ministering to different places. Now, we never want you to leave here and go, I didn't get it or I didn't feel anything. But I'm just telling you, we get what we're looking for. If you come with expectation and you are asking God and believing God, if you're looking for that, things begin to line up. Simeon was intentionally looking, searching for God. Now, I want us to look at this, you know, the Bible, when Jesus was to be born, just rewind a little bit before this time, back in Bethlehem, there was no room in the inn. You know, that's the story. If you do a Christmas play, there's always that shepherd that was no room in the inn. There's a little boy that said, I, you know, I, I don't understand why the wise men always did their laundry. And uh, the Sunday school teacher said, what are, you, what are you talking about? He said, it says, the wise men wash their socks by night. That went over really well. I was supposed to use that last week and forgot, so I thought I'd just throw it in. But moving on, uh, no room in the inn. Why wasn't there room in the inn? Let me, let me just, 
you know, because I, I, I think of these kind of things. This is how my brain works. Why wasn't there room in the end? Now, let's think about what was going on at that time frame. At the time frame, according to Luke 2, there was a census being taken, and everybody had to get to their city to be registered. And we'll read that story on Christmas Eve. And so because of Joseph was of lineage from David, he had to get to, to Bethlehem. So he had to get there. And so God is setting himself up. God is setting this thing all into place. But there could have been reason why there was no room because it was a busy time. Have you ever tried to travel around Disney World or heading that way during the Indy 500 or something? You get anywhere close to that, there's all kinds of traffic. The miles backed up, you know, cars are this, and hotels are booked. So there's just busyness. There's no room because they're booked. Everybody's rushing. They're tired. Everything's busy. There's too much to get done. So sometimes when we're busy in this holiday season, we're not really looking for Jesus. We're just trying to get through the day. Get to the checkout line. Just get the presents and get home. I still got a wrap. My wife had just said, there are presents everywhere in the bedroom. I just need to wrap. Because, you know, she's got them. She, she likes to shop online as well a lot. And so then they come to the house and then she sets them. And she's wrapping. Now she started wrapping, but she's just like, I got to get this done. Sometimes busyness helps us just to be, because we're just at the task. Let's get these things done. When we're so busy and we're not thinking about Jesus or we're not looking we forget some of those important things. Now, I'm 57. I'm going to be 58 on Wednesday. <sighs> but you know what I'm saying? When I was 20, I never thought about what I would be like at 58. Because when you're 20, you feel like you're Superman. My wife would say, you still feel like that. Because she's always, I am like the kite and she's the string. Come on, get down. Because I'm, I'm always, I, I need that balance. You know what I'm saying? You guys are very fortunate. She balances me out. But we don't, we don't do things, we don't think about things like that. Because sometimes in our mind, we're still like, we can still do everything we could do when we were 15, 16, 17. We just played softball just the, um, oh, this last season or the season before. Scott, there were so many injuries. Scott's like, PB, I need you. We don't want to forfeit. Let's, let's play. If you remember, I go up and I'm like, okay, man, I'm going to play. Yes. I mean, I'm an athlete. I like to play. I didn't stretch. I didn't do anything. And this is one of those times I was, I was just like, yes. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to be good. Oh, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to address that ball. Yes. So I get up there, and man, I actually, I crack that ball. And you, sometimes, and again, I'm just saying, ladies, just bear with me. You, you hit, if you get a good hit, you know it's a different sound. It makes, it feels better, feels different. I hit that ball, and it went screaming out there. It was, it was an easy double, maybe a triple if I hurry. I tried to hurry. I told my body, go. My body said, go where? I sat around those bases. So we took off, my legs and the rest of me. And I, and I was cooking around first base. I didn't even get to second base. And my hamstring said, I think I'm done. I don't want to run anymore. And I, I pulled up and, and uh, you know, had, somebody had to come out and be on second base. And the next thing I know, I'm sitting in the yard going, oh, 
Superman had pulled a hamstring. We don't think about stuff like that. We just concentrate on what's happening now. Ladies would probably agree, most men, I'm not saying every guy, most guys are not multitaskers. I'll get my mind set on one thing. I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. You know, I'm trying to get this done. Now, Kim, can, she's amazing. She's got, she can be like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And she'll be doing two or three things at one time. I need coaching. But here's our second thought. It's not always convenient. Sometimes when we are looking, it's not always at a convenient time. It's not always convenient to what's going on. I think if the innkeeper would have known this is Mary and Joseph, this is the Mary, this is the Joseph, this is the Messiah, this is the Christ, this is Jesus that they've talked about for hundreds of years, this is prophecy being fulfilled. If he would have known that, he would have, he would have made room. He would have told his family, we're in the barn tonight. But see, nobody was looking that way. They didn't know. Because in these great United States, there's places now you can go around in different places that'll say Abraham Lincoln was born here or George Washington slept here or, you know, um, you can go and take tours if you go close to New York. This is where the cake boss has got his, you know, whatever. Because it makes this good marketing. The innkeeper didn't think about that. Because it just wasn't convenient. He could have put son of God born here. There are a lot of places along the highway, if you do any traveling and, and you're on the interstate, you see the different hotels and motels and they'll say vacancy or no vacancy. I remember as a little kid, I asked mom, what's vacancy? I don't even remember what her answer was, but whatever it was, it kept me quiet. And I figured, you know, you know the, the, the simple terms of that means we have room for you if you want to stay here or everything is completely full. We do not have room for you. But if you're traveling in the highway and say it's 6 or 7 o'clock at night, they will flash vacancy. Because if you're tired, that means they've got room. You can pull in there and get a room and stay that night. But if it's like 11 p.m. or 1 in the morning, that same hotel might say no vacancy. And you might think, did they get like a whole influx of people? Probably not. You know what happened? Mom and dad went to bed. They don't want to see your sorry face at one in the morning. They want to sleep. So if you want to come in the morning, we're open and we have room. But at one o'clock, your car looks pretty good to me. And sometimes we do God that way. Because when God might nudge you to do something, it might not always be convenient. We might have to put ourselves out a bit. Our third thought, no expectation. We do find him. What are you looking for? This Christmas season, if we're just looking to get through the holidays, some of us just want to survive the holidays. I'm I'm trying to get you to look at the holidays, maybe a little different. Yes, there's commercialism, but you know what? You can have fun with some of that as long as you know the true meaning. As long as you have balance. But I find if I'm, even if I'm miserable or even if I'm going through something, if I will put myself maybe out just a bit, because listen, my friends, it's not about you. 
It's about him. God, you're worth it. No matter what I'm going through, you're worth it. Let me hold the door open for the lady that needs the door held open, that's got packages. Let me say Merry Christmas to people. And whether they respond or not, it's not based on what they respond to. It's based on what's inside me. It's based on what I'm looking for. What's my heart? If we don't expect God to show up, so many times he comes in where he's welcome. You see, Simeon expected to see Jesus. In Bethlehem, there wasn't any expectation. They were just busy. It was inconvenient. There's, I mean, there's so much going on. Look, we don't have any room. She's with child. I get it. Well, best I can do is the barn. We have people in this world, and you probably know some, their expectancy is just waiting for something bad to happen. I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. If I don't do anything, then I can't expect anything to happen different, so then I don't get disappointed. I've had people tell me that. If I don't put my trust in anybody, then I never get hurt. You still get hurt because you isolate yourself. Kind of, when I grew up, there was that uh, TV sitcom, Hogan's Heroes. Remember Schultz? I see nothing! I know nothing. Some of us want to go through that way. I just see nothing. If I know nothing, I see nothing. I do nothing. Nothing happened to me. That's not even German accent, is it? (laughs) I never said I could speak in those things. (laughs) There's a world's largest diamond was discovered. About the size of a, a, a lemon or a hardball, so to speak. And they wanted to send it to the, the office, uh, the London office, to get it there as safely as possible. Well, because the diamond brought about a lot of noise, oh, the diamond, oh, they sent a secured box guarded heavily. And they sent it off put it in a steel box. They hired men to guard it. And when they got to the destination, they had everybody around and they opened the box and inside of it was just a lump of coal. And the people were like, what? Two days later, in an unmarked, regularly wrapped box, the diamond came to the London office. And they asked the guy, well, why'd you do that for? He said, because nobody would expect it to come that way. Isn't that like Jesus? They expected Jesus to come with fanfare. and He's the king. He's the Messiah. Herod wanted to see it this way and that way. And God said, I'm going to wrap him in a gift that no one would expect. Ordinary box. How significant. You've got to be looking for him, folks. You've got to be looking for him. You know, the Bible talks about we've entertained angels. We could have all have entertained an angel a time or two, and we don't even know. 
there's stories, and you may have some. Somebody was there, and they helped you or whatever, and then they, they said, well, that guy, what guy? Well, he's right. Where, where did he go? Where did she go? Possibly an angel. You have to be looking for him. If you're looking for God, I've got good news today. You can find him. I've never found anybody that couldn't find him if they were looking for him. I want to show you what I mean. Let's do an experiment. I want everybody just to look around and find something red. Just look around the room. Do you see red? I see, look at the tree. I, saw, like, I see red on those. These trees don't have anything on it. Karen's got red. I see red. Margie's got red. It's amazing she's not wearing Steeler colors, but she's got red. <laughs> what happens is once we focus on something, how about it this way? So now we all know that Sandy's got red. She's got a big red shirt on back there. Looky here. Tad's in red. See, I mean, we, we see it because we're looking for it. Have you ever bought a car and didn't know that anybody in town had one till you got one? Then you're like, there's like 10 others. Why? Because now you're aware and you see them. It's crazy how that works. Because our minds, we, we were, we're like, ah, oh, sometimes, but if we were intently looking, if I put you on a job, you all start looking, red, 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 red. I see red, yes. We focused on it. Like I'm saying, let's focus on the real meaning of, of the season. Why, why it is Jesus. Let's focus on it. We could find him there. Even people that don't believe, we could find him. If you were here Wednesday, Pastor John was talking about just be the light. Just be the light that God wants you to be. You don't even have to use words. Just be kind. Their kindness, the Bible says, draws them to repentance. Just be kind. Be loving. Now, I will say, you have to be wise. Years ago, I went to help somebody around this time of year, and it's true, Justin said it. I listen to Christmas music all year long. I love Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. I saw a, an older woman. Uh, she was, uh, my guess was probably in her upper 70s, trying to lift groceries and packages into her car, and it was windy and nasty. I went to help her. She thought I went to take her groceries and the stuff she was putting in her car. And I was trying to convince her, ma'am, no, no, no. She was going to hit me with her purse. <laughs> I said, I'm just trying to help you. I don't need any help. Okay, okay. Then finally, I think, you know, she realized. I mic just almost went out. That's back on. She allowed me to help her, and I think I was good. But it <laughs> in the beginning she did not realize that so just use wisdom but be kind be the hands and feet of jesus be the light tell people merry christmas you know there's all kinds of things no you can't say christmas you you can't say it because christ is in christmas and that might offend somebody get offended then no you must say happy holidays there's nothing wrong with saying happy holidays, but bless God, if I want to say Merry Christmas, if you don't want to believe it, that's okay. I'm going to have me a Merry Christmas. I'm going to talk about Jesus because I'm going to focus on him. There's reasons when we are focused. Two reasons for eternal things when we focus on 
Christ's coming. First one, if we focus, uses faith. If we look through the eyes of faith, not, not our past, but if we're just saying, God, what do you want me to see here? Simeon looked in eyes of faith. There's two people out there. There's people that say, I got to see it to believe it. And then there's people that say, I believe it, then I'll see it. I'm telling you, you should be the latter. Believe it. If God said it, just believe it. And then you will see it. We live by faith. And secondly, speak the desired end result. People ask me, when you pray, how do things happen? Because I speak the desired result. That's what we do. Not what I see. I speak what I believe that I'm declaring. He was looking, even though I'm sure he was discouraged. Have you ever missed it? There's been times I think, I just blew it. I just missed it. But God knows right where you are because he's not hiding from you. 400 years there have been prophecies concerning the Messiah. So Simeon, and you know, I don't know exactly how old he was, but he'd been looking for a long time. But that day he felt led to go to the temple. Doesn't say there wasn't another day he felt led to go. Because that's part of what his life was. But he knew he was going to see Jesus. But that day, being full of the Spirit and led of the Spirit, he went there expecting. It comes down really, folks, to your belief system. What are you believing Have you ever had something in your knower, like you just knew God was about to do something? You really couldn't explain it, but there's just like, man, I just, he's doing something. Something's going on. Or there's those people that you know that their knower or their expector has expired. And they are just calloused because they've been through a lot of stuff and they're just hurt. That's why this season is really important. They need people like you. People that will just be kind. And if they're not kind back, it's not based on the return. It's based on the giving. They want to be, you know, even the people at the registers, it's tough. Because imagine how many people they, boop, boop, and some people aren't kind. And sometimes they're fried out. Just a kind word to them. Hey, you know what? You're doing a great job today. Appreciate it. You have a Merry Christmas. And they'll look at you like, well, thank you. You, you too. And they, they need that. Just being the light, as Pastor John had put it Wednesday. Simeon kept saying, I'm going to see this baby before I go. I'm going to see this baby before I go. Can you imagine what he felt when he was holding Jesus in his arms? And, and it was like, that's being fulfilled right now. The Bible says in Romans to be led by peace. So you may not know exactly how God's going to do everything, but you just know that he will. My mom had that saying, and I'm sure your mother's in the building and all the kids that know this, that famous saying is because I, there you go. I'd ask for an explanation and she'd say because I said so. So I guess that's somewhere the book of Gene is written in here. And I just like, okay. (laughs) Whatever that is, just know that he's going to act on your behalf. And you just do your part. Some of you are seeking God this morning. Maybe quietly, maybe you're like, I don't want anybody to know this. But maybe today, in this moment, this place is the point you find him. The place that you discover Christmas 
the reason for the real reason for it that we celebrate and this is the day that that happens here's our next thought and again i'm moving i'll move us a little quicker um, right place right time you ever been at the right place at the right time i mean i was praying to god for a godly woman i was praying to god i had a list again i'm a dude but that's what i, I was praying oh lord I, I this is what i want i'm believing this and I, I come back from managing a fitness center, and I was sitting down. I had already had been a head cook at Ponderosa before, and I was sitting down. They had called. They found out I was back in town, and, and the manager called. She was a new manager and said, I want to interview you. Want, we need a day cook. We want to see if you want to fulfill that position. I want to talk to you first. Well, I had the days I worked at the spa, and I was open those other days, so I went back to talk to her, and Pastor Kim walked by with carrying a plate of steaks. She didn't really walk like that, but in my mind, I thought she was walking like that, I guess. And the rest is history. Let me just tell you, I was in the right place at the right time. Sometimes we just need, God, let me, let me be where you want me to be. Some of us are looking for love in all the wrong places. We're looking to find our soulmate. Probably not going to find him in the bar. Just saying. That's like going deer hunting in your living room. I'm just waiting on that buck to come by. You're going to keep waiting because, you know, I've seen people that I don't want to go. Are you, aren't you going to go out and fish? No, I don't want to go out and fish. Why not? Well, because if I don't go out and fish, I won't catch anything. What are the chances of you catching a fish in the cabin? Not too good. We have to start putting our hand to what God is calling us to do and quit trying to twist the gospel to make it just work for us. You're believing God for things, then let's, let's get the mindset of God on it. This is what happens. People say, you know what, I'm going to come to church when I get everything right. I'm going to come to God when I get my life straightened out. We have that all backwards. You come to God and you'll get your life straightened out. That's how that works. The enemy just wants to keep you out there. Church is great. You know, people are like, well, I don't have to come to church to get saved. You're right, you don't. But we need each other. The Bible says not to forsake the assembling of yourselves together. I need you. You need me. You need somebody that's going to say, you know what? When you are tired, when you are weak, and you can't put your hands up, and you don't have money for this, or you need somebody to pray, you need somebody that's going to come by your side and say, I got this. You just go ahead. I got this. We need people that will cry with you. You need people that will shout with you. You need people that will laugh with you. We need each other. He came, Simeon, with the right heart, the right mind. His head was screwed on right. The Spirit led him to the right place. If you come to church, you have an attitude that says, God, I just want you. That's the right attitude. God, I'm just looking for you. Help me, Lord. You're in the right place at the right time. The answers are coming. You just have to put God where he needs to be and just continually follow after him. Hebrews says this, faith and patience bring the promise. Because we live in a society that's instant. What do you mean you don't have my cheeseburger? I ordered it 30 seconds ago. Where is it? But we need to understand. <laughs> as though 
we can't walk in the society the way everybody else does. I mean, we live here. What about our faith? What about putting God first? Most of the time, I I think most of you, you choose to come to church. That's why you're here. That's awesome. I'm glad you're here. It's your choice. That's faith in action. I'm almost finished. Have you ever seen it rain and see the rain coming? Isn't that cool? Or, or you could be standing here and it's raining over there and you're like, why is it raining over there and not here? How does God do that? Because the climate where it's raining is ready for rain. And where you're standing, that climate isn't ready for rain. Let that think in your mind for a minute. How do we make the climate in this auditorium ready for rain? I'm telling you, he just needs people that love him. He just wants you to know that he's here. This Christmas season could be better than any others by just putting God where he needs to be. Look for Jesus. What was it like to hold the baby Jesus in your arms? What was it like for Mary that knowing that this baby came by God to be able to kiss his face? You know the song, Mary, did you know? But what is it like to kiss the face of God? You see, the goal is that you could say, my Redeemer lives. The goal is that, you know, he he paid a ransom for me. He came wrapped for me. Would you look for him? With intent this time? With your just saying, God, help me to find you. Be the person God wants you to be in your family gatherings. And when everybody's around you, be you be Jesus you be nice Brett what if they don't get me anything who cares you have the best gift of all you have Jesus and if you could show them that gift if they don't have him that gift you don't have to exchange what are you looking for today when you leave this place settle it in your mind God I'm going to see you I'm going to see you this year and my children. I'm going to see you and my family. You'll see him here. You make up your mind. Be like Simeon. I don't care. Brett, I've come here over and over again, or I've done this over and over again. I don't care. Keep looking. Look with intent, knowing that he'll show up. I want you to know how much we love you. I'm believing this will be the best Christmas you'll ever have. Hold your people tight. Hold them close. Would you bow your heads, please? Heavenly Father, you're an amazing God. These wonderful people, there's so many looking today. If you're one of those people that are saying, PB, I'm looking. 
Maybe you've seen him or had him before, but you just have kind of got him out of the loop. Maybe you've never found him, but today, this day, this morning, he's here. I want you to put your hand up. I want to pray with you. 